The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this day, 54 years ago, at 6.01 p.m. in Memphis, Tennessee, a shot rang out across the street from the Lorraine Motel. The bullet ultimately claimed the life of one of the most celebrated people to ever have lived, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In the years since his assassination, the country has made great strides and endured significant setbacks, and we find that we are still marching. On such a significant day in Black history, one can't help but wonder, what if Dr. King had survived until now, and ponder how things might have been different? Today, we discuss where Dr. King left us, how far we have come, and how far we still have to go. Joining us for this episode is Dr. Camilla Westenberg, Professor Emeritus of African-American Literature, English, and Music for over 40 years, as well as the second Vice President for Political Action of the Maricopa County Branch of the NAACP. This is Our Daily Story, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome back to the show, Dr. Westenberg. Thank you very much. I am so delighted to be here, as always. Yes, of course. And uh, so let's let's start at the beginning. Explain to us the cultural significance of Dr. King's assassination. I think uh, the assassination of Dr. King was, in many ways, a complete setback for the African American community because the civil rights movement was such a monumental movement across the country in recent times. And we were at a juncture where we were really aspiring to have equal rights. And within that movement, there were others that had joined in. We were not just ourselves, but there was what was felt a sentiment across the country that there were others that understood and joined in the movement for freedom and equality. And there was an appreciation of our culture, 
of who we are, of our past, of the essence of who we are. And to lose Dr. King, who was at the forefront of everything that was taking place during that period, sure. was heartbreaking. It was truly heartbreaking. Well, you may recall Dr. King's assassination and the times Absolutely. leading up to it. And, and of course, the time since then, how has the country changed since his assassination? And has it been for better or for worse? In some ways, I think <laughs> it's the worse recently. Okay. Uh, when Dr. King was assassinated, I was a junior in college at a historically black college. And we were aware of the movement mm -hmm. across the South. I grew up in Arkansas, very close to Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And there were individuals who were engaging young people who were engaging in marches and protest and sit-ins all under the philosophy of being nonviolent. And if you are good, you will be accepted for the goodness that you are by people who recognize that. Mind you, at the same time, I was acutely aware that the Ku Klux Klan existed. There were times in my little community that, that we would hear of the Ku Klux Klan, yet I was aware that SNCC was there. I was aware that there were sit-ins. Some of my classmates were among those who went to our little drugstore, Henry's drugstore, and sat in and were arrested. Mm -hmm. And so we knew what was going on, but it wasn't quite so visible. I think today, the racism has become blatant. The hoods have been taken off of the heads. And so we see it now. They profess who they are. They take pride in who they are as it relates to disliking people who are different. Uh, they show it, they articulate it, uh, they are working on it legislatively. And so in many ways, um, it's first, it's good to know, though. Okay. It's, it's good to know exactly who is who in front of you. Sure. And it has come to that, um, in my estimation, today. Uh, we know your legislators, uh, the people in Congress, your political figures in your community are articulating their discontent with those who are different from them. And so it's blatant. Mm. And um, in the past, it, it wasn't blatant. Do it sort of smile on your face, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, and act as though you're a friend, but they're stabbing you in the back all the time. Right now, they'll look at you and tell you that Mm -hmm. they're stabbing you in the back in in most instances. Uh, Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, Uh, but it certainly is where we are today. Sure. Now, let's take a second and talk about Black leadership. how, in your opinion, has Black leadership evolved since Dr. King's assassination in 1968? I think as far as the leaders are concerned, mm-hmm. they are, for the most part, on point. Other than right now, I can only think of one person who is uh, <laughs> really I'm very distressed over, have been for some time mm-hmm. uh, with the Supreme Court. who has lost his way Mm -hmm. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, I find that our Black leaders are on point with what uh, they are doing and the direction in which they are going. And I do believe that there are a myriad of ways that one can take to get where you want to go. So let me ask this. Mm -hmm. Dr. King and Malcolm X, they were contemporaries and they chose different paths toward demanding equal rights. And although Mm -hmm. they didn't always see eye to eye, there's a few records of both men publicly criticizing each other for favor and media exposure and so forth. Do you think that our modern day black leaders know how to disagree on issues without attacking one another in the media? Mm -hmm. And do you feel like today's leaders have a more united vision for the future of black America? I don't know that it's necessarily united. I think there are alternatives. I I think I always felt in growing up that there needed to be a Dr. King and there needed to be a Malcolm X. Sure, sure. Um, You needed someone who was civil, civil in his approach. Absolutely. That could appeal to most people. Most people are humanitarians in their view of the world. Of course. And then you needed those who were, again, in your face. I'm going to come at you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. you're just not going to run over me. And the Panthers, I was I was, you know, I I grew up in that period with the big fro and the black power movement and the whole thing. So I I believed in that as well. There had to be an arrogance about you. And if there isn't an arrogance about you, I think uh, people will walk over you. There are times when you just have to stand up for what you believe in, for who you are, and defend who you are. And I can say that, I don't want to digress, but that's nationally and internationally, we see it today. Absolutely. You, you need to appeal to both of the um, types of individuals that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some instances, it means being rough and tough. <laughs> And uh, just, you know, making some noise. You've got to make some noise. And other times it can be coming to the table and sitting, sitting down and dialoguing with each other. Uh, so I, I think we need both of those approaches today, um, just as we did yesteryear. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. 
that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us on the 54th anniversary of the passing of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is Dr. Camilla Westenberg, Professor Emeritus of African-American Literature, English, and Music for over 40 years, as well as the second Vice President for Political Action of the Maricopa County Branch of the NAACP. Now, Dr. King famously said that he had seen the promised land and that he may not get there with us. If he were alive today, do you think with a Black former president and with a current Black vice president, that with those aspirations realized, he would call this the promised land? I don't think so. No? Not at all. <laughs> Not by a stretch of okay. the imagination. With the voter suppression that's going on in the country mm. right now, sure, no. Sure. It, it will actually, there is a concerted effort to move backwards. Yeah. And so um, I think 
it was prophetic when he said, I may not get there with you. I mean, he was a minister. I don't know what was going on. I'm not very religious. I don't know if there was something internally within him that allowed him to foresee and to make that statement. And it was very profound because at that time and where we did go, he was not there with us when we got there. Mm -hmm. But as far as uh, where we are today, we have stepped backwards Mm. because all of the rights um, that we had progressively across the country with voter suppression in a myriad of ways uh, being taken away from us are there our efforts to take those rights away from us. And that's our voice. That's our democracy. Mm. I want to talk more about that, but I had a, a burning question for you. Do you believe that Dr. King's strategy of nonviolent protests set the template for the protests of 2020? I suppose it did. I suppose it did. I think, uh, too, and my last time on your show, you brought up something and I was snapping because it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. We do have tools today that can be utilized Mm -hmm. uh, that that. Dr. King did not have. And so when you think in terms of George Floyd and a camera taking the eye, taking that, um, the evidence was there. Whereas there were things that were happening in the past and it was not documented. It simply was not documented. And so because we have the tools today to put it in our face on that screen, Mm -hmm. then I think we don't, or we can utilize, let me put it that way, we can utilize that nonviolent approach when we show it to individuals who are humanitarians and understand it, can see it, feel it themselves, then they will come into the fold, if you will. Okay, Very good. Now, let's discuss voting rights, because that was one of Dr. King's signature areas of focus. Mm-hmm. Today, the voting rights bill named after Dr. King's personal friend and former congressman, John Lewis, failed to become law. Do you feel younger Black Americans truly understand how important voting rights are, especially in today's political climate? Um, many don't. Many don't, and I, and I, and I, I talk with them. I, I think part of it is because they have lived in a world and I have to state this very carefully, where they have had access to some of the freedoms that I did not have, that my mother did not have, and Mm. that my grandmother did not have. Mm. Consequently, they don't necessarily know that journey. Mm. And they have to learn it, and they haven't taken the time to learn it, or it hasn't been presented to them in the educational system, and I won't get into critical race theory, 
But I today just had an interesting experience, and I will tell everyone, look it up. When I got out of college, I taught in a little town in E. Lane, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I was aware of the fact, I'd always heard, something went down in E. Lane. Today, I was talking to my daughter, I really took the time. She said, what? And I saw, I went. And I typed in Elaine, Arkansas, Google, and up came the Elaine Massacre, 1919, the year my mother was born. But as it told about, and I read about, I should say, the Elaine Massacre, mm -hmm. I could understand what I saw as a young person growing up with people, African-Americans, living in an area where the prime product was cotton and my classmates had to go and shop and pick cotton. And how many of the people that my parents knew could not read or write. And I was able to see that linkage, linkage, if you will, Mm -hmm. of how from that time, mind you, this, this was, I suppose, ignorance on my part, that I was able to take and put it together with where I grew up, something I did not really know about, that enhanced my understanding and enhanced my plight to continue in the direction that I'm going, seeing how the journey has taken place. Sure. Young people today have not necessarily had access to really, really knowing the journey, especially dictated by where they grew up. Now, the journey may be different to whether you grew up in the city compared to whether you grew up in the South. That's right. And the journeys are different if you're in the hood and you're a high-rise building to whether you're in a, a shotgun house in the South. I mean, it, it, it's different. But again, it was never the case where they could not drink from a water fountain or eat at a restaurant or get a hotel room, uh, ride on the train wow. uh, at the front and get a meal. Uh, use the restroom. They have not known that journey. And because of not knowing that journey, um, they don't take it to heart where we are today and what the potential is for what they could actually lose. Okay. They have power. They have power in the boat. And I always say you've heard, you know, you're in the game. You're here in this country. You're in the game. And whether you know it or not, you're playing the game. And if you don't get into it and know how to play the game, it's going to play you. Wow. And so, no, I don't think that many young people really understand uh, I want to take up the mantle either because that's a heavy mantle to take up when you say that you're going to devote 
your life or a segment of your life to really fighting for democracy. It's a fight. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Well, I do want to say this. Um, you mentioned that you didn't want to really get into critical race theory. Uh, I do want to say to all our listeners of today's show that um, we commend you for taking the initiative to educate yourselves to find out where Dr. King left us and where we still have to go. And for those of you who want to go even further, Dr. Westenberg and I did have a very insightful and in-depth discussion on critical race theory. I believe it was the second week of March. And so if you go back in the archives of this show, you'll find that. And if you so choose, you can um, get a little bit more about Dr. Westenberg's thought. That was uh, one of our highest rated episodes so far, in fact. Now, I know your time is short. I want to ask one more question, if I may. Mm -hmm. If Dr. King were still alive today, what do you think his priorities would consist of for Black Americans? Mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, it would be voting rights. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that it would be uh, police brutality. I think those are the two things because that is still prevalent. Well, what, what we're seeing is, fortunately, there are some folks that are still doing their best to protect voting rights. I know the NAACP sends out emails and they're doing fundraising and so forth to, to do state level battles to protect voting rights. And of course, we have elected officials that are seeking to make police reform as well. So glad to know that at least there are some folks pushing those agendas forward. And I, I have to take the liberty of saying sure. that uh, and you mentioned the NAACP because you are going to be one of our uh, recipients at the Freedom Fund Dinner this year. We applaud uh, next-gen young people who take it upon themselves to provide a platform such as this mm. for young people and more seasoned people <laughs> to engage in dialogue about uh, these types of issues. So I, I would like to thank you very much for doing what you do. Well, uh, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the recognition as well. So with that said, we'll thank you one more time for your insight. Uh, once again, today's guest is Dr. Camilla Westenberg, Professor Emeritus of African-American Literature, English, and Music for over 40 years, as well as the second vice president for political action of the Maricopa County branch of the NAACP. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. A few months ago, I had the privilege of marching with Martin Luther King III. Upon meeting and speaking with him, he impressed upon me the importance of protecting voting rights, developing relationships with my elected officials and pressuring them to move to end the filibuster, and continuing to be a beacon and a voice in my community. These are the words I wish to pass on to you. We have come a mighty long way, but there are still more tasks to be finished before our people enjoy an equal and equitable experience in this great American experiment. On this, the heavenly birthday of our icon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., let us be reminded that they may have taken our dreamer, but they can never take our dream. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. 
I am your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.